and welcome back to another edition of the Paycast. I'm your host, Michael Pagani, joined alongside CHL and NHL draft analyst Sam Cosentino. Sam, how are you today? Yeah, doing great, uh, Michael. Thanks for uh, taking the time and having me on. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for coming on. Uh, so I just want to get into, uh, you know, how did you make a name for yourself? Well, it started uh, back in the late 90s. I was doing a lot of local broadcasts uh, in the Toronto area. I was born in Mississauga, Ontario, just outside of Toronto, and did a lot of work with local Rogers with the uh, Mississauga Ice Dogs and uh, Brampton Battalion at the time, and did a little bit of work with the Barry Colts as well. So I uh, just tried to work in as many different roles as possible, and, and that's kind of how I got engaged into the, into the CHL, and then, it, uh, and then it took shape from there. Uh, working with a guy like Dan Dunleavy, who now works with the Buffalo Sabres, uh, and then kind of carrying it forward into into this gig that I've had for the last 15 years with Sportsnet. Going with the job you currently have, what would be the biggest challenge when you're trying to uncover a player? Well, um, it's it's really just getting the, the maximum amount of views you can. And you'd rather do it in person as opposed to doing it on video. But unfortunately, we don't have a, a, a huge budget for me to get out and, and get to see players in, in Europe so a lot of those guys I have to lean on my network for and to watch video on to try and get some information and of course do some reading there's a lot of people doing a lot of really good work on prospects right now so you try and read what the what those people are saying and then you try and uh, come up with your own ideas based on what you're able to watch in video and based on on how the network responds to that particular player but for the most part when it comes to the CHL I, I pride myself on getting out to see players as, as much as possible as much as the budget will allow for me to do um, and usually when it comes to seeing things in North America sports has been pretty good about you know either going to the Helenka um, you know, extending some some trips here and there if I'm out on the road to be able to see players. So they've done a good job in terms of the budgetary uh, stuff that, that we have to work with in in, uh, in North America. How big would you say the top prospects game is for you? Well, it's a huge event, and it's not just for the game itself. I mean, the game is always uh, important, of course. Uh, but really, for, for me, it's more about just getting to know the players. So we're lucky enough with being the rights holders for the CHL that – um, you know, we have an interview space set up uh, in the days preceding the game in which we try to have as many of the 40 players as possible come into our room and sit down and get to know them. So at that point, I usually try and break it down into the players that I see being potential first round picks. So we might narrow that number down to 25 out of 40. Of course, there's time constraints that go along with that. And then sitting down and getting to know the players uh, and interviewing them and talking to the players is probably for me, the best part of what the prospect scheme has to offer. Can you confirm or deny that this is one of the biggest drafts since 2015? Well, I think it is a really good uh, deep draft class. You know, the more work that I do on it, and we've been allowed more time to, to work on it uh, because of the, the COVID-19 pandemic, but you're starting to see uh, that the depth probably extends in well into the second round, maybe even into the early stages of the third round where you're going to get super high-end players. And if you go back even a year, maybe even two years ago, we started hearing names like Lafreniere and Colts and Raymond. Um, you know, Marco Rossi really jumped onto the scene last year. And, of course, he had such a great year with Ottawa in the Ontario Hockey League this year. Jamie Drysdale had a big coming out party this year. So as the year's gone on, you know, Quentin Byfield's a name that we heard a couple of years ago too coming into the Ontario Hockey League. So as the year's gone on, you know, that, that top grouping has really started to expand. And maybe where I've been most impressed is what's happened in the Western Hockey League. 
when I look at, um, you know, the emergence of Ridley Gregg or Braden Schneider or Brent, uh, Caden Gooley, Seth Jarvis, uh, there's been a number of players that have, uh, Connor Zara, that have really stepped forward in the Western Hockey League to, to really expand the, the, the breadth of really good players across the CHL. How early do you start looking ahead to the future? Well, I, I would really like to uh, be able to attend the under-17 tournament, uh, you know, talking in normal times. But usually that coincides with stuff that we're doing. So unfortunately, that's not something that I can get out and watch personally. Uh, but I do pay close attention to what happens in, in that event because I think it just gives you a bit of a heads up on what's happening, um, you know, in the year preceding that particular player's draft year. Uh, a big event that I like to get to is the Halenka. Um, so that's essentially the start of the draft year and the start of the scouting season. You know, unfortunately, it was to be held in uh, Edmonton Red Deer again this year. And so that's not going to be the case, but that's a massive, massive event for me. And then same thing with the under-18s. They were supposed to be in Plymouth this year. That would have been an event that I had planned on attending. Of course, that didn't happen. So uh, you really try and start from the Lenka. Uh, that's televised now. Um, it's pretty easy to get video on that. And then do what you can moving forward from there. What would you? What's your typical uh, game day routine when you color commentate alongside RJ Broadhead? Yeah, so we're uh, we're at the rink three hours before the game. Um, we get in. If we can rewind the tape a little bit, we kind of get into the town the day before. We either try and go see a practice or watch a game involving the the team that's going to be playing uh, on our broadcast. Um, at the very least, just drop by and say hello to the coaches, let them know we're in town, maybe have some uh, real kind of candid, uh, quick, informal conversations, alert them that we'll be at the morning skate if there is one, um, or that we'll be at the rink nice and early that we can sit down and talk to the coaches. So three hours before the – on game day, three hours before the game, we arrive at the rink. We try and get caught up with the home coach first so that we can avoid all of their meetings and any of their responsibilities that are happening on the day of the game. And then usually two hours before the game, the visiting team arrives. We'll try and coordinate with that uh, coach um, and on a good time to meet. Usually after their preparatory meetings is when we sit down with them. And that usually gives us about an hour, an hour and a half, maybe grab a quick bite to eat in the media room, uh, get up into the booth, make sure you watch the, the warm-up. That's supremely important. So many things happen in the warm-up. You know, and RJ is really good about keeping me on point uh, when it comes to, to watching the warm-up. And then, uh, and then the game goes. And so after the game, depending on what happens, we might uh, sneak down to the dressing room, you know, say thanks to the coaches, uh, maybe have a quick informal conversation, and then we move on to, uh, to our next bit of travel for our next game. Yeah, that does sound like – it doesn't – you know, you get there the night before, then you have to do all the information the, the day of the game, which, you know, sounds fun in that. And then also you get to, you know, come, color commentate, which is great because it adds to, you know, you're kind of – building this profile about the prospect for the fans who are watching the game who might not know that much. Yeah. Well, you know, the idea behind it is to, to educate and, and inform our audience on, on all the players. Of course, I have a keen eye on the prospects as well. So there's that added layer of what we're doing, but there's a lot of really good stories of players that probably will never get a chance at playing in the NHL or, or never even play pro hockey. So we want to tell those stories too. And I think it's important that we do that in a, in a manner that's quick and concise and, and, and informative and uh, as often as we can be uh, as entertaining as possible as well. Would you say that the Memorial Cup is always circled on your calendar? Yeah, no doubt. It's the, it's the, 
I, it's the best event um, that we have during the year because it, it, it it's a collaboration of everything that we see from coast to coast throughout the year uh, and all the best teams and, and the players. And for the most part, we usually have had uh, some relationship building in the years preceding um, with the teams, with the coaches, with the general managers, and, and in some cases, the owners. So that allows us the, the best possible information on the four teams that are participating. And so um, there's no doubt that that event is, uh, is the highlight of my calendar each and every year. With the CHL being three leagues, the OHL, WHL, and QMJHL, how do you stay up to date with all the players? We try and keep, uh, in, uh, keep tabs on all the box scores. You try and watch as many games as you can. You know, we're lucky that we have access to um, the, the uh, online video systems that are um, uh, available for each of the three leagues. So we, we're lucky enough to have access to that. Uh, and then, of course, it's getting out uh, and watching games and then, you know, maybe exchanging some text messages or emails or phone calls ahead of us going into the game. So you're just trying to keep abreast of everything. But for the most part, our schedule is, is laid out uh, for us so we can kind of focus in on maybe the, the you know, the 20 or 30 teams that we're going to be um, uh, dealing with throughout the course of the year and really honing on those guys. But, of course, you have to be aware of, of what's going on around the league as well. Now, final question here. Do you have any advice for aspiring sports journalists? Well, I always say to volunteer is a huge thing. That's how I got my start. So my path is, is a little bit unique, and my path is one that uh, you know, can't be followed by everybody. The volunteer opportunities maybe aren't the same as, as what they used to be. Um, you know, that's kind of morphed into uh, interning. But I'd say give up your time for free and try and bring something to the table that's, that's unique. Um, and also... I guess the next bit of advice that I always have for young aspiring journalists and broadcasters is to, um, if you're, if you're volunteering or you're interning for something, it doesn't necessarily have to be the thing that you want to be your end goal. A lot of times you might volunteer or intern in something that's over here, yet you want your career to be over here. But usually those lines uh, end up connecting at some point. So, you know, if I wanted to be a, a hockey operations, um, you know, uh, person, then I'd want to be interning or volunteering in hockey operations, but those things aren't often available. So if broadcast is available to me, then maybe I take the broadcast route to get to know what the hockey operations is all about. And it can work vice versa too. If I want to be in broadcast, maybe I get into hockey operations first, if that's the only available that's afforded to me and learn about the game from that perspective and then try and take that perspective into uh, broadcasting, which might be something that, that happens later down the road. All right, well, I'd like to thank CHL and NHL draft analyst Sam Cosentino for sitting down with me today on this edition of the PayCast. Okay, Michael, thanks for having me. Uh, best of luck in your, uh, in your career as well. Thank you, Sam.